The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Camels Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's trying to book uh, a, a Special New guest. Mexico State Aggie, <laughs> just like randomly. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Camels Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating her 68th birthday. Happy birthday to Phyllis Smith. Is that Phyllis It's Vance. Phyllis from The Office. Yeah, Phyllis Vance. It's Phyllis Vance, Vance of Vance Refrigeration. Vance Refrigeration. Uh, by the way, have we, have we talked about uh, why Bob Vance was always saying Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration? Because I, I, when I was told why this was happening, my mind was blown. Um, I mean, I just presume that he's always promoting, yes, like his company, right? Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. He knows he's on a documentary that will be seen. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, right. That just hits you. So he's on camera. He knows people are going to be watching this documentary. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. That's so. Yes, you're right, but you didn't take it quite, quite far, far enough. enough. That's great. Pretty crazy, right? First yeah. four through the door. Andrew Christensen coming for your heart with a high diddly ho, neighborino. Uh, Levi Nebush, Josh Chapa, Guy Frazier, first fourth through the door. What's up, guys? Uh, Greg Powers is here from Next Level Athlete. That's hey, true. buddy. That's true. How you guys doing today? Did you watch any of the All-Star game last night? I watched a little bit of it. It was a, uh, a one-run game, so it was pretty exciting. I will tell you that my home run derby picks Ooh. were terrible. I, And this is not because he won the home run derby, because this is, this is a love that, that goes prior to that. I love Pete Alonso. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And when the first round was going on, I thought he had no chance. He had it two home runs when he took his timeout, and I was like, "Yeah, he's going to get beat in the first round." But I picked Josh Bell, and my um, my son was not not named after Hank Blaylock, <laughs> and Pete Alonso makes me think of Hank Blaylock in like his final form. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. I love, although he's right-handed. And- was left but anyway yeah. good effort by Luis Castillo in the all-star game two strikeouts one inning pitch zero earned runs he should have been the MVP is that a Cincinnati Red that is a Cincinnati oh, okay Red. That's, I was wondering why you're hey they're in the up. mix because everyone's in the mix yeah everybody in the NL Central is in the mix today is Wednesday July 10th 2019 141 days until Thanksgiving episode 782 782 the OPS for our Curacao and Prince Andrew Jones in sure. illustrious Texas okay. Rangers career all right on today's show what he's most remembered for obviously of course yeah uh, on today's show, Powers here. We're going to do this week in recruiting. In the back half of the show, I don't know if it's up quite yet, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, then it'll, it'll definitely be up, be up by the time, or else he's fired. Yeah. Um, but it'll definitely be up then. Uh, we, uh, Shahan J. Raja, is going to post 50 most important college football players in Texas. This is now a three-year tradition? Because Four-year we tradition? are, Man. and this is a cause for celebration, 50 days from right now, it's will true. be the first day of football season it's in true. Texas. We're 50 true. 
days away, people. We can make it. And we made the point today as you walk into the office, you're starting to have that football feel. It does. It, it's yeah. starting to I think that I think that the heat is cresting right now, yep. and it's like – it's not like well, it's it's what it's doing. It's it's getting up there because it's not August yet, mm-hmm. but it's getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And there is a point where it gets hot enough that you go, all right, it's almost so awfully hot that football's got to be close. You know, it's that feeling. I think you're exactly right. So we're gonna get into all that and his 50 most important college football players in 2019 coming up here at the back half of the show. But for now, <clears throat> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is this week in Cruton. Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete joining us as he does every Wednesday to talk this week in recruiting. Follow him on Twitter at Scout and follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. Powers, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Um, we already did this. We did. Earlier, but, you know. In case, resetting. Yeah, resetting. That's fine. Um, lots to talk about about recruiting. Recruiting, recruiting's heating up. Yep. Recruiting's really heating up. Well, recruiting's always heated up, but I've discovered that the last half of June till now in July is like a whole new recruiting season this year with the early official visits yeah and, i mean the commitments have just and it's been and it's like it's your first time on the show since you're not speaking into your microphone so Ooh. really the commitments are fun. oh hey there he is oh my gosh um don't let him bully you man he is a he is he is a tad bit of a bully oh tepper finally gets someone on his side Thank you. two versus one. Oh, um and they're both named Greg. and let's i can get cut <laughs> both your mics off anytime i want let's go <laughs> start with our prospect on the rise don't look him in the eyes um <laughs> he'll take this a challenge uh it's prospect <laughs> on the rise i can't you're the only one let's start with <laughs> you have to challenge him let's start with desoto wide receiver lawrence arnold 64180 uh, in a stunning development, DeSoto has another big-time athlete. This is a guy who I know you were awfully impressed with at the State 7-on-7 seven seven tournament in College Station. I think we could probably just pick a State 7-on-7 seven seven performer that we haven't got a chance to talk about each week as we go into August. Uh, he really impressed me with his athleticism. I always knew he was pretty good. I mean, he had, I think, five, you know, around 500, 600 yards last year, around 40 to 50 receptions mm-hmm. uh, for DeSoto. So he was their number one uh, receiver in that offense. But I think this year he will, he will have a chance to close in on that 1,000-yard mark and really become one of the guys in the Metroplex uh, that's talked about each and every week. Mm-hmm. And their offense is going to be really good, I think, again this year. DeSoto's offense, they had a little bit of a down year last year. Uh but Arnold's going to have a big season, and he has Colorado, Purdue, Iowa State, Illinois, Kansas, Boston College, Missouri, Kansas State. Kind of reminds me of like a Hakeem Butler yeah. type of receiver. Well, and this is a guy who uh, caught 39 passes for 513 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting about him is obviously the frame is really good, right. 6'4", 175, 180-ish. Uh, but he's a, he's a good and willing blocker. You know yes. what I mean? He's a guy who is not afraid to mix it up and, and, and get in there and stick his nose in there and, and block, which I know is something that, you know, DeSoto's going to throw the ball a fair amount, but that's a, th- a key thing that I know scouts are looking for. And what I really like about him is he's not a, I, I guess for lack of a better term, a flashy type of wide receiver, but he is right. on the field. Yes. Whether it's blocking or climbing the ladder over the top of a defensive back in the corner of the end zone. He flashes that type of skill on the field, but he's a get-it-done type of guy in practice, and he's a get-it-done type of guy, as you mentioned, in the blocking game, and that's something you can certainly respect about Lawrence Arnold. Uh, Let's get to our commit of the week. Uh, A lot of different places we could go with this one because there were a lot of commitments, but uh, look, the bottom line is that when one of our 
super team uh, yep. playmakers are the, the people uh, highlighted by Next Level Athlete in Dave Campbell's Texas football as the best at their position for the class of 2020. Whenever they commit, it's big news. Yep. And this week, Prince Dorba, the defensive end from Highland Park, made his commitment to Texas and had offers everywhere. I mean, he was pretty much pretty much uh, across the board offers. But this is a guy that at the – this is actually true, and I don't mean to, to kiss my own butt here, but I will. <laughs> when he – if you remember, it was uh, – Shadow Creek was down whatever the, the final score ended up being like 24-7, and, um, and Shadow Creek had the ball back. It was fourth down, and Dorba sacked him. And I was standing next to somebody, and I go – Dorba's, you know, whatever his number is, he's about to sack him and end the game. And sure enough, like, he's just that guy that not only is he physically gifted, but it feels like whenever whenever Highland Park needed the big play last year, he always came up aces for them. And what I love about him is he's a guy who toils with his hand on the dirt. And he's, <laughs> he's not necessarily one of these defensive ends who's has all that mass to take on offensive tackles, play in and play out, but he does it again and again and again uh, and throughout that he's you learned to use his hands extremely well to redirect blockers play off of blocks find the football in traffic and I think as he transitions into college at Texas and I think they see him fitting into that Joseph Osai mm-hmm. type of role in their defense as he transitions into college that's going to serve him well because I think he's best used as a stand-up hybrid edge rusher in the Texas defense. And the other thing for me is that I think he is he's obviously getting better. I think there's there's an argument to be made that he is still on the rawish side. You know what I mean? That he's still got some room to grow as a as a playmaker and and to kind of refine some of those skills because I know he hasn't been playing football, you know, forever, I believe. Well, I think he'll grow especially in the weight room. Yeah. You know, he's a, a physically impressive looking guy right now he's 210 pounds but what's he going to look like when he's 6'3 240 he's going to be a different type of dude and he's a smart football player and he's got plenty of gas in the tank so those are the things that you want to check off when you're looking for a top recruit it's Greg Powers the next level athlete joining us for this week in recruiting on Texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today Underclassman of the week, let's go down to Houston a a kid that we've talked about before 2021 offensive lineman Donovan Jackson um the the frame is ridiculous. Yep, he's six four three ten as a as a junior to be. Yep, he was the offensive line MVP at the at the opening in Frisco, and he named his top twelve, which is you know who's who. Yeah, it's it's a who's who of everybody. But Donovan Jackson is a name that is got to be at least in the early consideration for among the top prospects in the state in the class of twenty twenty one and. You mentioned we've picked him before, so it's not it's a name that people who listen to the show are going to be a little bit familiar with. And we're going to have certain recruits as we go through these podcasts over year, you, you know, that constantly come up. Well, when Donovan Jackson goes into the opening, uh, an event that has upperclassmen, and he's an underclassman and pulls down O-line MVP honors, that's worthy, I think, of being noted as the underclassman of the week. And then, of course, to piggyback his top 12, it, we mentioned it's a who's who. The schools I'm most seriously watching on that list right now for Donovan Jackson or A&M, Alabama, and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, I think, probably pulled out to a bit of 
an early early lead and of course you're talking about like you said a junior to be so much can change between now and the time he signs a letter of intent uh, it's a, a guessing game but I mean that's yeah three three pretty quality programs yeah he's he's gonna have his pick of the, the mix you know what I mean he's he's, he's not gonna be hurting for for opportunities to go and play and, and a guy who I mean certainly you, you talk about a guy who's that polished that's that young of an age the sky's the limit for a guy like Donovan Jackson at Bel Air Episcopal finally let's get to our crew of the week a recruit of the week uh, from a guy who starred in Frisco to a guy who lives in Frisco. Uh, Frisco Reedy offensive lineman uh, Nathan Anderson uh, is uh, going to go play in the Under Armour All-American game he announced. Uh, we rate him as a four-star prospect, 35th in the class of 2020, uh, and right now committed to Oklahoma. And a guy who, correct me if I'm wrong, we're thinking interior lineman for Nathan Anderson? I think Anderson will probably be more of a true tackle just mm. based on how he develops. He's got a long wingspan. He's very athletic. I think at 265, pushing into the interior, he's going to have to gain, mm. you know, 35, uh, you know, 55 pounds. That's you crazy. Know? You know, that's a lot it. of weight to, <laughs> yeah. to put on a guy like Nathan Anderson. Uh, the cousin of Jack Anderson at Texas Tech, who was named All-Big 12 yesterday, so they'll be playing at – uh, rival team, so to speak, in college. Uh, and just kind of segueing into something a little different, taking getting away from Nathan, I pulled up OU's commitment list as, you know, just to look at who they've been recruiting in Texas and what other players they have rated highly. Man, Oklahoma has just destroyed recruiting yeah. in the state of Texas. I mean, we've, we've talked about Arkansas a lot on this show about how good a job that they've been doing in the Lone Star State, but – up and down that list right now, I mean, OU is building the foundation of their future on Texas high school football stars right now. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's easy to see. I mean, we've got Big 12 media days coming up next week, and I believe that you, you start looking up and down the roster, and obviously there's going to be a lot of Texas high school football products there because of Baylor and Tech and, right. and TCU and Texas. But you've also got stars at – Iowa State, and you've also got stars like it's it like the the export game in in Texas high school football is getting stronger for better or for worse. Uh, they're seeing opportunities outside the state borders. We had about twenty P five commits, I think, almost. And you do the research for the magazine article that you do mm-hmm. every year, and I think it, that number is probably around fifteen to twenty that we increase in Texas high school football going to P five almost every cycle, and then you have the fallout from that going to non P five school so the talent has been consistently on the rise especially over the last six or seven years in the Lone Star State and then OU added another big one this week from Bryson Washington at yes. CE King who picked uh, the Sooners over Texas that was a hard-fought battle and another versatile defender that they can put put in that defense in a defense that needs yes defenders they need versatile defenders as well he's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1 I guess we're doing this again next week mm-hmm but then the week after that, probably not. Oh, we'll be back. Maybe. Maybe. I don't see why we wouldn't. Let's do it next week, and okay. then we'll and talk then we'll talk. The that sounds good. Right. Thanks, Powers. Thanks, guys. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and Cruton all across Lone Star State. Hey, if you want the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed directly to you, we'll drop it in the mail for you right now. 
become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, as well as you get the 2019 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. If you like what you just heard from Greg Powers, we got a whole magazine committed to it. That comes out early December, and we'll mail that to you. You also get years worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including access to texasfootball.com slash recruiting, our recruiting hub, as well as... Uh, a lot of other good stuff. Access to our archives, our digital archives, all 60 editions of the 2000 of the summer edition of Dave Campbell's Text Football available to you. Insider podcasts like Tep and Step, uh, a lot of other premium stuff at textfootball.com, uh, all for $19.95 for the first year, plus shipping and handling. It's $24.95 plus shipping and handling for every year after that. Makes a great gift as well. It's texasfootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. I keep getting calls from a note from my friend No Caller ID. Mm-hmm. I need to call them back. They just, you know, I've been ignoring them for too long. <laughs> All right. So, Max, we are 50 days away Can from the 2019 football season kicking off uh, in earnest in mm-hmm. the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's going to be two days. Yes, there's going to be, you know, scrimmages and things like that. But if you're looking for a game mm-hmm. that counts, then we are 50 days away today. 50 days is a weird number, by the way, if, since we always play this game. That yeah. is seven weeks in one day. My question to you, Max, which is longer? Seven weeks in one day? Seven weeks in one day is way longer than 50 days. 50 days, what if I were to, it'll be here tomorrow. What if I were seven to, weeks in one day, that's not till next year. What if I were to tell you a little less than two months? 50 days still seems closer. Okay. Yeah. We're 50 days away from the 2019 yeah. football season. Uh, kicking off here in the Lone Star State. And to celebrate, uh, Shahan Jayaraja, our college football insider, is going to put up, uh, I believe, uh, by the time you listen to this on the podcast, it'll be up. But uh, going up shortly is the our, or his picks, rather, for the 50 most important college football players in Texas in 2019. And I think that, again, we always say this every year, there's a caveat. <laughs> most important players, okay? We're not talking about necessarily the best players in the state. Yes, or the best pro projections. Or the best pro projections, or the yeah. guys who are or going the to be the highest draft. statistical yes. uh, winners. Last it's, year, it's not last it. year, the best player in yeah. the state was Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. That's not really, I up think, for up for debate. He's the best player. He was the best player in the state. But we had him, I think, fifth most important he was in the top five. He was in the top five, he was, but he wasn't yeah. the most important. Yeah. Because uh, we felt like the defense was going to be able to, you know, even if he went down, that he was he was more replaceable than some other guys on that on that uh, list. We were wrong, but uh, <laughs> it, it's true. So I don't know. we weren't wrong necessarily. The defense was terrible, regardless of whether he was in it or yeah, not. But yeah, weird. So we've got we've got our fifty most important players in Texas in two thousand and nineteen. And by the way, this does not just mean FBS team. Uh, for example, clocking in at um, number 49 is Navarro quarterback Parker McNeil. Uh, as well as 43rd is Harden Simmons running back Jaquan Hemphill, who, by the way, is really, really good for yeah. Harden Simmons. But, so we're going to have this this piece up at TexasFootball.com by Shahan J. Raja, but we'll, we'll run through the top 10 here for, for a second and talk about them. Number 10, Texas A&M defensive lineman Justin Matabuke. And I think it's easy to see why this is a guy who needs to be that kind of impact splash player for A&M up front if they're going to have uh, the kind of season that they want to have. Uh, and so Justin Matabuke, especially, you know, there, there are other guys like Bobby Brown up there that we think could have breakout years. 
but I think that they need that that experienced leader up front. And for for us, Matabuke is is very important. He's number ten. Number nine, Texas Tech quarterback Alan Bowman. Uh, Going to be a, a number of quarterbacks here. Obviously, I think it's the most important position on the field. But beyond that. He's the lowest rated of these guys in this top 10 because I think they they feel like they have decent depth. And we saw it last year mm-hmm. that because he just got injured so much, they, Jet Duffy got a lot of run back there, and McLean Carter ended up coming back. Jet Duffy is back, and so... Carter um, is not. Carter is not, but yeah. they do have Jet Duffy. And so Texas Tech quarterback Alan Bowman, obviously, if he's healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the state, plain and simple, and dazzled in his limited time there uh, as a freshman at Tech. Can he stay healthy? That's obviously a big key. He's number nine. Number eight is Charlie Brewer at Baylor, the Baylor quarterback. A guy who I think is really the engine that drives that offense. I know that they feel really good about what they've got up front, and I know that they feel pretty good that they're going to have a decent running game, and obviously the receivers. But without Charlie Brewer and especially his accuracy, uh, the way their offense works, they need a sharp quarterback, and Charlie Brewer is that for Baylor. He's number eight. Number seven is TCU quarterback TBD. Uh, we don't know who's going to be the TCU quarterback, but whoever it is will be very important and will be a guy who is going to, I think in a lot of ways, I believe Sean Robinson was number one for us last year uh, in saying that basically TCU was going to go as Sean Robinson went. And I think we kind of nailed that one. That unfortunately for TCU fans, Sean Robinson struggled. Sean Robinson, uh, ball security was a big issue with him. And uh, TCU, I think their offense really suffered as a result. TCU's got to find a quarterback. That's obviously very important. And so he's number seven, whoever the TCU quarterback is. Number six is Texas safety, Caden Stearns. There's a lot of talent, I think, in the t- in the Texas secondary when you talk about a guy like Brandon Jones back there as well. Uh, but Caden Stearns, I think, is the guy who can, if he takes a step forward, can take Texas's defense from what looks like pretty good to elite. And if they're going to win a Big 12 championship, they need to be closer to elite than pretty good. And so Caden Stern is obviously pretty important to that. He's number six. Number five on the list, SMU wide receiver James Prochet. This is, I think, uh, people might be like, huh, really? I will just say that SMU basically has one home run hitter. Yeah. And it's James Prochet. He is their big play guy. Proven, anyway. Yes, proven. Yeah. They've got other guys that I think they feel like could have breakout years. But yep. if you're talking about a proven home run hitter, yep. this is furthermore, this is basically the, the guy they have. And if he has a great year, his offense could hum. And if he gets hurt or he struggles or anything like that, then SMU's offense has to look very different. He's number five on the list. Number four, Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger. I don't think I need to really explain, but I'll just tell you that that he has got to be great for Texas to be great. Um, He has got to... to, He's got to stay healthy, too. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay on the field, especially now that the Texas quarterback crop is is thinner with Shane Bouchelle leaving. Um, I think the... you know I don't even know who they list as their backup right now, but at some point they'd have to get to a guy like Rashawn Johnson as a freshman. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to be sharp. He's got to continue to take care of the football like he did late in the year last year. If he does that, Texas is in business, but he's obviously very important to what they want to do. Top three. Number three is Jalen Rager, TCU wide receiver. A guy who I think has an argument to being among the most... at least one of the most dangerous players in... 
the conference yeah. in Big 12. Yeah. And a guy who, again, like we were talking about with James Prochet, is really their home run hitter. Yep. He is their guy who's got it. Who's got to take the top off the defense. He serves such a critical role for the TCU offense. Imagine how bad they would have been last year without him. Right. That's and so. He, and he didn't even have a quarterback. Right. <laughs> he's got to be big this year, and he's got to help take the pressure off of whoever the quarterback is. So he clocks in number three. Number two, Houston quarterback De'Ara King. Uh, I mean, he's awesome. He's awesome, and plain and simple. Uh, I think that you you look at the quarterback depth behind him, they would probably go to a guy like Clayton Toon, and if, if De'Aaron King were to get hurt or De'Aaron King were to struggle for some reason, which I don't see happening, but if he were to struggle, that offense not only gets significantly worse, in my opinion, but beyond that, the whole dynamic changes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's far less dynamic. Yeah. He, is, he can do so many things because he can because of what he can do with his feet. I, I think there's a real argument for him to be at number one here. Yeah. But uh, he clocks in at number two. Dr. King at Houston is obviously critical to what Houston does in 2019. But the number one guy on this list, the most important play, college football player in 2019, is North Texas quarterback Mason Fine. And ultimately, I'm going to look this up. Who do they list as their court backup? Texas depth chart. Mason Fine is the most decorated quarterback in the state. He's a two-time Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year. He's obviously great. We have a lot of we have a lot of uh, uh, respect for him. Their backup quarterback is Jason Bean, who was a solid quarterback at Mansfield Lake Ridge. Yep, uh, the guy who took over Jet That's right. Yeah, um, is Jason Bean. I think Jason Bean's pretty good, um, but so much of what North Texas does offensively. Almost all of it is contingent on what Mason Fine brings to the table. Mm-hmm. The offense is essentially shaped around Mason Fine. Mm-hmm. A lot like we were talking about with De'Aaron King. The offense, because it funnels through him, it takes on his character, it takes on his personality. As a result, Mason Fine is undoubtedly one of the most important players in Texas in 2019 and our pick as the most important college football player in 2019. If he is great, if he is healthy and protected and great, they are a conference title contender. Mm-hmm. Arguably a conference title front runner. Also, on there's a lot of pressure on that offensive line to not let him get his butt kicked this yes. year because he was on the ground a lot and, and it if, was not his fault. If he gets hurt or if he yeah. gets, or if he is uh, on the run, if he's running for his life, if he is not as effective as he can be, plain and simple, like North Texas could very easily tumble to also ran status. Yeah, yeah. It is that he's that important, and that's why Mason Fine is uh, is our pick. At least uh, in the eyes of Shahan J. Raja, I tend to agree with him. But in the yeah. eyes of Shahan J. Raja, uh, the most important college football player in Texas in 2019. That piece is yeah. going up at TexasFootball.com shortly, so check that out there for the complete list, one through 50, including players from every FBS team and a number of small schools. So check mm-hmm. that out. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Lots of good feedback on the list already. Our man Jacob John pointing out that uh, Frank Harris at UTSA may or may not save uh, Frank Wilson's job. And we pretty much agree. On the Uh, list. (laughs) Would be higher on the list if he were more of a proven commodity. I know everyone's really excited about him, but we still haven't really seen what he can do at this level because of the injury. So... It's a projection, but you know, but God but, help UTSA. That offense has to be immensely better this well, year, or they're going to be in trouble. And you're talking about a guy with with Frank Wilson, yeah. th- or Frank Harris rather. Yeah. That won't be the first time you do that. Uh, yeah, I know. But Frank Harris is a guy that 
because he's unproven, he's a guy that we're dreaming on right now. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, like mm-hmm. we loved him at Clemens. Yep. Man, I loved him yeah. at Clemens. If he steps in and he's as dynamic for UTSA as he was for Clemens, then like we're talking about a guy who shoots up these rankings into the top 10, a guy yeah. who could single-handedly become the most impactful player in Texas in 2019. He's just unproven, and it's hard to put. And beyond that, quarterback was not all that was wrong with the UTSA offense right. last year. There was a right. lot of problems. So he's obviously critical to what they do, um, but he is part of a part and parcel to an entire unit that has to be better. Yeah. But he is definitely on the list. Uh, Andrew Christensen, ask, who asks great questions, asks uh, what newcomer or freshman uh, do you think will have the biggest impact? I don't necessarily have an opinion, but I will say in our writer's poll, one of the most popular answers with Jordan Winnington at Texas. Yeah, well, and especially, you know, there's there's kind of a hole, not a hole at Texas running back because they feel like they have the guy in Keontae Ingram, yeah. right? Yeah. But there's also chatter around that Texas program that Jordan Winnington's the best running back they have on campus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Keontae Ingram's amazing. Yeah. But... That is that's going to be really interesting. Can somebody step up and give them that running game that really last year in a lot of yeah. ways was kind of MIA at times? Yeah, uh, Corey Hogue, our small school uh, expert, uh, piping in that Davion Boyd at Tarleton could yep. be very important. I love that pick. Davion Boyd was great at Blinn last year, and then he got hurt. And he was awesome at Atascacita in Craig Stump's offense when he was in high school. Basically a, a one-man band carrying that team. Davion Boyd might be one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the state, and it was a great get for Tarleton. So yeah. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, really good. And they're going to be Tarleton's going to be a team to watch in the Lone Star Conference yeah. this year. Now there's one other one here that uh, I wanted to bring up because – Lone Star Conference? You, you, uh, Lone Star Conference. Thank you. Tarleton. Yeah. Uh, because there's no amount of flattery that's enough for Greg Tepper. Oh, Jesus. Ember Keith says, that article yesterday, all the feels, all my small school coaches, wives, friends, and football mamas have been sharing it everywhere. Look at you making friends if you all have, over the state. There's a, there's a, I wrote a piece yesterday on TexasFootball.com about uh, small school football. And the, the thrust of the story is that I do feel like there is a fair amount of people out there who love Texas high school football but basically only pay attention to 6A and 5A. And... You're not going to find anybody who loves 6A and 5A yeah. football more than more than us. No. But my point is, if you're only paying attention to them, you are missing a lot of really fun, great action. Yep. I know you you are you have always said 4A is your favorite level of football. 4A is my favorite, and look, Ember's a great big Abernathy fan, and we've obviously for four years now we are going to our fourth year of writing about how great Bryson Daly is. Yes. So these are these are. We love small schools. We love we love the players at small schools and small school playoff games are a blast. I mean, it's just it's it's the heart of Texas, man. It is, and, it is. and there's just so much yeah. like uh, it's just so different that in a lot of ways, I think that you know we were talking about how at that North Shore Duncanville game, and again, this is not the, like we are not praising small school football at the expense of big school football. Both are incredible, but what we're saying is both are incredible. Yeah, and when you look at uh, that North Shore Duncanville game, we were even talking about, I think it was Mike, our buddy Mike Craven who was in here last week. He said, this is basically like a Conference USA game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. right now, yeah. you could take these two teams and combine them. And if you were to say, oh, this is a, a game uh, between uh, Old Dominion and, jeez, uh, I'm trying to think of another team, and, and Rice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you'd believe it because yep. the play is so good. Yeah, and the players are so big and so fast. This is like when you get to the small school level, um, th- th- it's just, it's such a different ball game. Yeah. 
yeah. because you don't have the kind of depth that you can normally have. If you're if you're you know if your starting quarterback uh, gets hurt, you've just got to find a guy who can play quarterback. You don't you you may not have a backup, yeah. and that's also in praise of six man football. That I've said for years that if you've never seen six man football, uh, I think sixmanfootball.com does a map every day every week about yeah. where games are. Just go out to a game and watch it. And it will confuse the hell out of you for six minutes. <laughs> right. And then you'll get it. And you'll be like, yeah. oh, this is weird and wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that is, to me, like, so my, my piece on TexasFootball.com is just about how if you're only paying attention to 6A and 5A, I implore you to expand yeah. your horizons and pay attention to it because, you, because you're just missing out on a lot of really fun, exciting football. Yeah. Uh, that just because it's in a town that has 3,000 people doesn't mean that the football is any any worse it's just it's just like a lot it's different and fun in a different way so yeah absolutely um, no it's a great point uh rob hadaway also pointing out that old dominion versus rice would not have that crowd either that is absolutely very true, true. i would need to look uh, and sam de Leon, he makes a great point and i think you mentioned this in the article that it's hard to beat the scene at yeah. a small school the feel of being in a smaller town with that kind of crowd uh it's hard to beat it's just it's just a different atmosphere it's a lot of fun texas high school football has it all y'all yeah it's um it's it's really really cool, and um, especially those those small school uh, fields. I will tell you, am I at liberty to say this? Uh oh, let's get in trouble. Uh oh. So I know that Fox is about soon to announce the uh, uh, the Texas Football Days matchups, uh, the games that are going to be televised live on Fox Sports Southwest uh, the first week of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is a small school game. And one of them, uh, one of the small school game, one of the big big school game. They've always done that. I'm not giving yeah. anything away there. Yeah. They've, they're doing it again this year, and both atmospheres are going to be great, and both atmospheres are just going to be different. You yeah. know, like like yeah. you go to like last year with Longview and Lufkin. Last year with Longview and Lufkin was an unbelievable atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? It was mm-hmm. it was an unbelievable atmosphere. The other game, which was was that Brock and Brownwood, I think so. Brock and Brownwood was a great atmosphere. Yes. It was just different. Yes. And it was just like, it was more of a town empty and out mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, it's it's the only show in town as mm-hmm. opposed to the mm-hmm. biggest show in town, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, so, anyway, that's my thought. That's it? That it? Okay. Yep. That's going to do it for us. We are off tomorrow because we... Have reasons. Uh, it is a uh, 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 religious holiday, feast of <laughs> maximum occupancy. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. We will Facebook. be in a random corner of the state, though, Dave if you Campbell's. want to try and find us. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Friday on Texas Football Today.